Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. We are in the thick of holiday time as this comes out. And in the previous episodes, we talked about parties and food gifts and practical tips for how to make weight loss during the holidays possible. We also talked about my favorite idea to make the holidays better and better and better. I love that idea. And that was the last episode. So go check it out if you have not heard it yet. But today, we're talking about something that is so important for people going through infertility, and I'm going to call it holiday blues. And for a lot of us, it's much more than that. It's really grief. And there are so many flavors of feelings on the fertility road, as you well know, all the way from hopeful for people just starting out to painful for people experiencing loss, anniversaries of loss, the weight anticipation, there's just, uh, it's a gamut of feelings, right? And anything in between hopeful and pain and frustration and, and waiting. So it's all just par for the course, right? And at holiday time, it can be particularly difficult because there's family gatherings and little kids and pregnancy announcements and happy families. And it's just so, it can be so tender, so tender. I really wanted to acknowledge that in this time. And this is, I, I think that this is the part that makes it so hard, the whole process so hard, is the emotions, the difficult emotions, the ones we don't want to feel, right? Hope, and when baby comes, it's so joyous, but these hard ones, managing these hard ones, handling these hard ones, that's the hard part. You know, getting hormones and, and dealing with the body stuff is sort of temporary and and we know what to expect, but the emotions, we're usually not taught how to deal with emotions. We don't know how to deal with emotions and the way we deal with emotions is eating, right? So in terms of how the holidays, so that, so Christmas was just, we're going to have New Year's, we're sort of in the middle, and only you know where you are now on the feelings, right? How Christmas went, how you want your New Year's to be. And the thing I want you to know most is that whatever you're feeling, it's okay. It really, really is okay. It's it's just the the reality of the situation. Your feelings are allowed. It doesn't even matter if anyone else understands, but I want you to understand you're allowed any feeling, period. Jealousy is a feeling, you're allowed that. Anger is a feeling, you're allowed that. Sadness, grief, you're allowed that. Hopefulness, you're allowed that. Some joy, you're allowed to laugh too. If something's funny and you're laughing at it, even though you're in the middle of all this, it's okay. All of it is okay. And the reason why, first of all, that piece I really want you to know. But they're talking about feelings because feelings and weight loss are inextricably linked, truly, through emotional eating which is defined as any, well, I define it as any eating we do when we're not physically hungry. 
actually I have a lot to say on that, but we're going to stick with sort of this idea for, for now about feelings being okay and there be some challenging ones during the holidays. So eating to escape grief or any other uncomfortable feeling is very um, typical, I would say. I, I don't want to say normal, although really it is normal. Many, many people do it. It's, it's something that is a habit. We learn to do to numb or treat the discomfort, the hard feelings with food. And let me tell you something. As a kid, which is usually where we learned it, it was brilliant. Because as kids, we don't have very much control over anything, right? And so all almost all we can do is get food. <laughs> like you can actually like go to the refrigerator, go to the pantry, get it yourself. You could self-regulate with food. It was actually sort of smart. Because we weren't given other tools most of the time. We were not given other tools. And so we came up with that one. Often we saw our parents do it. (laughs) So there's another way we learned it. But it's not the, it's not the best, it's not the best way. I mean, I'll, I'll just say that. Now, of course, the reason it's not the best way is because it has consequences we don't like puts pounds on us. Whenever we're eating more than our body needs, then we put on weight. And so it may work temporarily. It really does. Feelings are a physical sensation and eating food can dull that. So in some instance, like in some ways of thinking about it, it does work, but ultimately it doesn't because it's very, very temporary and the consequences is not something we like. Okay. So in this moment, like when you're listening to it, I am not going to tell you not to cope with food. If you're having, if that's your only mechanism, like I would never take it away. And when I'm working with clients, we don't just yank it and say, just suffer. That's not fair. But today I am going to give you some, some other way of thinking about it that hopefully will bring some relief. Okay. So that's what I'm I'm hoping to give you this concept to help you ease any current pain. And it often comes in waves, like especially grief or in certain situations. So this is something to think about that may bring you some relief. Relief is what we're after. But we can start to train our brains to find relief in other ways besides food. That's a whole other topic, and but for today, we're going to stick with this one. This is the concept. Are you ready? One of the best ways to ease a feeling, an uncomfortable feeling, is to accept that you're feeling it. I know that sounds super basic. Accept that you're feeling it. And the reason why that's important is because clean pain, clean sadness, just sadness itself is not a problem and feelings can flow through us. But we sometimes, very often I would say, unwittingly make it worse by judging the feeling or wishing the feeling away, wishing it wasn't there, like arguing with reality that we're in the circumstances we are in. Of course, it makes sense to wish it never happened. I mean, that that's just human or that you were never in that position. But if you are, then resisting it doesn't work. And it only makes that feeling, that hard feeling, hold tighter and last longer. 
I know it's counterintuitive. We think if we push it away, it will go away, right? So pushing something away means it's away, but feelings don't work that way, unfortunately, or I would be teaching you how to push it away. Have you, have you ever heard that the saying, what we resist persists? It's true. It's a little saying for a reason. All those, you know, little sayings, <laughs> they're there for a reason because what we resist does persist. Sometimes it makes sense to resist it. Like, like, and an example I'm thinking of is like fear of needles and you have to get a shot. You know, you just like, you sort of suck it up. But that kind of thing is, is a very temporary example. But with something big like sadness, it doesn't tend to work that way. We can't just, I mean, you might be able to, to do it for a very short amount of time, but that, but it comes back roaring back. It's not, it's not like the needle example. Because once you get the shot, you're done. Here, it doesn't work that way. Well, that's not entirely true, actually. I'm going to, the way I'm going to teach you, it does, it's not as fast as that, but it can bring you some relief. It does, we do want it to pass through. Okay, so we're looking for relief because when we feel better, we don't want to escape as much, right, from an uncomfortable feeling, and then we all too often go to food. So if we're finding relief, we're more likely to not turn to food to help us. When we accept that we're feeling sadness, I'm going to use sadness as an example, if we don't judge it or think of it as wrong or bad, it can move through us and the wave passes. If we resist, we prolong the suffering and cause more because the judgment, this shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be feeling this. feels terrible. Anytime you hear any should, there's always judgment there. So I shouldn't be feeling this means we're judging the fact that we're having the feeling. And that's like not fair to us because we are having the feeling. So it's just sort of mean to say we shouldn't be. We should because we are. And the truth is we sort of want to feel sad, right? Because there are sad things. Losses are sad. We don't want to be happy about them. So when we're feeling sad about a sad situation, that's appropriate. So resisting it, pushing it away, judging it, wishing it wasn't there, all um, worsen, all dirty up the feeling of sadness. We'd like to feel sadness cleanly, not with guilt and anger and hate. And all that guilt and anger and hate is usually towards ourselves. So that feel, guilt is, ugh, feels terrible. And anger can feel terrible. Hate certainly feels terrible. They feel terrible. And we're doing it towards ourselves just for having a normal feeling. See, they all get jumbled together and it just makes it worse. So if we can just... If we release the resistance, release the judgment, the guilt, then we can just feel sadness and then it's over. And the relief is there. Certainly the relief can come from not feeling the judgment and the guilt and the and even shame around having a feeling. But then the feeling itself, the uncomfortable feeling itself can pass. So that's my offering to you as something to try to ease your pain, 
during this holiday season. And of course, it'll, this works anytime. But accepting the reality that you're having a feeling, let it be there and look and keep an eye out for any resistance, any shoulds, any wishing it was different than it is. And go back to the pure original feeling. Here we're talking about sadness. And here's a way to know if you're actually feeling a feeling. Like if you're, if you are um, just feeling it cleanly, you narrate it to your to yourself in your body. You narrate what's going on in your body. So you close your eyes. You take a deep breath just to sort of calm yourself. You're sitting or you're you know lying down or something like that, and you tune into your body. And then while you're feeling the feeling, and remember, we're going to be talking about sadness right now, you start to tell yourself exactly what's going on. So I'm feeling a heaviness in my chest. My eyes are starting to water. There's a stinging behind them. My shoulders are tight. There's a a pulsing in my stomach. Anything like that. You can even do things like textures or colors or I've never had a a smell, but I mean, it's possible. So as, as detailed as you can get, because what we're doing by doing that is really tuning into the, to the feeling. And that's what we want. It wants attention from us and we're giving it to it by, 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 by explaining exactly what we're feeling. It's such a fantastic technique because we're really in it when we're, when we're scanning our body and narrating. You can do this out loud, but I usually do it silently. When we're narrating what is going on. As you're doing that, you may notice that it changes over time and narrate that too. If you stick with this focus, you can often feel it move through you. Okay, and there will sort of be a natural stopping point. There may be tears and crying, and then there'll be a natural, you'll notice the tears are stopping, or the the tightness releases, or the heaviness lightens. And then you've processed or allowed or felt a feeling. That's huge. We're not usually taught how to do that, and this is how you do it. And remember the value is that you're with yourself during the discomfort, and you're letting it pass. The relief is huge. But remember, we're starting with the first part, which is accepting that you're having a feeling. Accepting it. It's okay. And once you, you know, felt it, your brain and your heart are just in a different place. And you can make whatever decision you want to from there. You can go to the gathering, you can crawl under the covers, you can snuggle with your partner, you can pet your dog, you can go for a walk, you can talk to a friend. There's so many things that you can do. And once you've felt the feeling and it's not ruling the decision, you get to make any decision you want. Now, this is not a trick to get you to feel better to go to a party you don't want to go to. No. What will happen is it will be very clear what you want to do. And then there won't be as much questioning about, oh, should I have gone? Shouldn't I have gone? I feel guilty. I don't know. I shouldn't feel sad. I should be there. All those things can be more clearly seen and understood once you've processed whatever feeling you're having. 
Feeling the clean feeling can train your brain not to be afraid of feeling. Because what you'll notice is you don't die. Like you don't, like nothing terrible happens to you. Only you have some vibration in your chest or your stomach tightens or you have tears. But eventually what you do is you build up trust with yourself that you know you can handle feelings. And that is huge. Because if we stop eating our feelings, we naturally lose weight. I mean, just literally naturally because you're no longer using it to cope, you have a different coping mechanism. It really goes a long way to interrupting the emotional eating habit we find ourselves in all too often. So I invite you to try that now and whenever you're feeling something that's that's challenging. Accept that you're feeling it, narrate the feeling and see it pass through. Don't resist it. Look for any judgment in the resistance. Resistance is usually judgment, anger, guilt, that sort of thing. Look for those, release those when you accept that you're having whatever feeling you're having. That is the acceptance. Process it by narrating it and feel some relief from that. And then eating food just for for comfort won't make as much sense anymore. A walk makes more sense or the puppy makes more sense. So this is, this is a big deal. <laughs> so kudos to you for listening to this whole thing. And if you try some of these things, you will be amazed. These are the things I do with my clients. Now, we do other stuff too. And if you've listened to the first couple of episodes, you know we're planning and we're, we're hunger scale and we're logging. But these pieces are so important. Sustainable weight loss can't be done without this. And the holidays are a time when we're full of feelings. And so practicing this process is really powerful. If you can grab one of those feelings, if you can do that with one, then you just keep practicing and you'll feel relief. You'll get through this process. You'll get to the other side, have the family you want and the weight you want to be all because you've been willing to do this and feel the hard feelings. You're amazing. I just think that you're a hero. I'm sending you so much love. Oh, and if you want to work on this, this is what I do. So go to stephaniefinemd.com, click the lose weight with me button there, and we'll get to talk together. I love you. Bye. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.